The action of the Royal Society at its meeting in London on November 6 in recognizing Dr. Albert Einstein's theory of relativity has caused a great stir in scientific circles on both sides of the Atlantic. Dr. Einstein propounded his theory nearly 15 years ago. The present revival of interest in it is due to the remarkable confirmation which it received in the report of the observations made during the sun's eclipse of last May to determine whether rays of light passing close to the sun are deflected from their course. The actual deflection of the rays that was discovered by the astronomers was precisely what had been predicted theoretically by Einstein many years since. This striking confirmation has led certain German scientists to assert that no scientific discovery of such importance has been made since Newton's theory of gravitation was promulgated. This suggestion, however, was put aside by Dr. Einstein himself when he was interviewed by a correspondent of the New York Times at his home in Berlin. To this correspondent, he expressed the difference between his conception and the law of gravitation in the following terms. Please imagine the earth removed, and in its place suspended a box as big as a room or a whole house, and inside a man naturally floating in the center, there being no force whatever pulling him. Imagine further this box being, by a rope or other contrivance, suddenly jerked to one side, which is scientifically termed deform motion, as opposed to uniform motion. The person would then naturally reach bottom on the opposite side, the result would consequently be the same as if he obeyed Newton's law of gravitation, while, in fact, there is no gravitation exerted whatever, which proves that deformed motion will, in every case, produce the same effects as gravitation. I have applied this new idea to every kind of deformed motion and have thus developed mathematical formulas which I am convinced give more precise results than those based on Newton's theory. Newton's formulas, however, are such close approximations that it was difficult to find by observation any obvious disagreement with experience. Dr. Einstein, it must be remembered, is a physicist and not an astronomer. He developed his theory as a mathematical formula. The confirmation of it came from the astronomers. As he himself says, the crucial test was supplied by the last total solar eclipse. Observations then proved that the rays of fixed stars, having to pass close to the sun to reach the earth, were deflected the exact amount demanded by Einstein's formulas. The deflection was also in the direction predicted by him. The question must have occurred to many, what has all this to do with relativity? When this query was propounded by the Times correspondent to Dr. Einstein, he replied as follows. The term relativity refers to time and space, According to Galileo and Newton, time and space were absolute entities, and the moving systems of the universe were dependent on this absolute time and space. On this conception was built the science of mechanics. The resulting formulas sufficed for all motions of a slow nature. It was found, however, that they would not conform to the rapid motions apparent in electrodynamics. This led the Dutch professor, Lawrence, and myself to develop the theory of special relativity, Briefly, it discards absolute time and space and makes them in every instance relative to moving systems. By this theory, all phenomena in electrodynamics, as well as mechanics, hitherto irreducible by the old formula, and there are multitudes, were satisfactorily explained. Till now, it was believed that time and space existed by themselves, even if there was nothing else.
no sun, no earth, no stars, while now we know that time and space are not the vessel for the universe, but could not exist at all if there were no contents, namely no sun, earth, and other celestial bodies. This special relativity, forming the first part of my theory, relates to all systems moving with uniform motion, that is, moving in a straight line with equal velocity. Gradually, I was led to the idea, seeming a very paradox in science, that it might apply equally to all moving systems, even of deformed motion, and thus I developed the conception of general relativity, which forms the second part of my theory.